Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 138. Hey, hey, mamas, welcome back, and thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Alexa Bigwarf of the Lose the Cape Podcast, and I'm back once again with my trusty sidekick, Nancy Cavallone. We are so happy to have you join us. Uh, this week, we are um, joining joined by a mother of nine children, all her own, no multiples, okay? And she admitted in the interview they might want to have one or two more. So I don't know, Duggards in the – is that the name of their – I don't even remember. I'm so out of pop culture. What's the name of the people with all the kids? <laughs> anyway, Ashley was absolutely wonderful to talk to. We really enjoyed the conversation. She not only raises this incredible household of children between the ages of 2 and 15, so we had some good talks about – um teenagers and the tweens as we um, are getting ready for the launch of our Lose the Cape, A Nothing But a Teen Thing, third book, an anthology to prepare parents who are getting ready for that tween teen phase. Um, We talked about how she homeschools all of them, how she still manages to run a profitable business from her home with nine children at home and how she gets it all done. Ashley was just so much fun to, um, to talk to. I have to admit, when you hear someone with nine kids who homeschools and runs their, their own business, like you're kind of prejudged to assume that they might kind of be a hot mess but she is anything she's far from that she was put together she actually had her hair done and makeup on and I was super impressed um I was not feeling well when we recorded this interview so I sound kind of but um but Ashley was totally with it and it was awesome we had a great 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 interview so some things to know about if you haven't had a chance to catch up with last week's podcast episode we did a Mother's Day special and we were asking moms what they really wanted for Mother's Day. We have um, four giveaway items. We had several books. One is a children's book, um, two nonfiction books, including our first Lose the Cape book and uh, Dana Malstaff's first Boss Mom book. And then we also have a brand new children's book, which is all about Princess Monroe, um, a new age contemporary princess who is setting new standards for what princess life looks like. We have all four of these books up for grabs. um, And one of them is, did I mention the Erin Condren um, budget, daily budget planner. So lots of great stuff. You don't have to follow a thousand pages or tweet out 15 messages or, you know, pin 72 Pinterest images to get these. All you have to do is go to the page, which is losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 137. And you can click on over to the um, Facebook live post or you can go straight to the Lose the Cape Facebook page and it should still be the pinned post. If not, check videos and look for Mother's Day. It should be our most recent video. Um, and just answer some of the question, what what did you want for Mother's Day? Or now that Mother's Day is past, what did you receive that you loved? And what did you receive that you didn't love? We'd love to hear about that. So anyone who comments gets entered into the, um, into the prize. If you tag a friend or share it, you get a bonus entry. And we'd love to know which of those books speaks most to you because I, we want to make sure that we send you the one that you like the best. So be sure to comment which of those books uh, is the one that you want if you win. 
Okay, well, now it's on to Ashley and talking about all the fun things that we talked about, about motherhood and raising big families and raising children in the home while you're homeschooling and working. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another very exciting and interesting episode of the Lose the Cape podcast. If you've ever wondered what it's like to uh, bear and raise nine children, you're going to get a look into that today with our guest, Ashley. I forgot to ask how to pronounce it. Is, is it Bufa Buffa? It is. It's Bufa. Bufa. Okay, good. Good call on the first one. So, yep. <laughs> uh, we are here today with Ashley Bufa, who is the mother of nine children. And I already asked her, are they all your own? And she said, yes. So we'll get into that. Talk about um, how one decides to keep having children <laughs> in a very loving way because it takes yeah. all of us. She's making up for all the people who only have one children, or one child, right? <laughs> it's not a decision taken lightly. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Uh, Ashley's an internationally known and recognized digital marketing strategist who consistently pulls in big wins for her clients. Her clientele includes best-selling authors, financial planners, health and wellness celebrities, and online influencers. And I just, I mean, shoot, I can barely keep my business together with three kids. So we are definitely going to pull as many tidbits as we can from her on how to manage a very busy home life and a busy business. Also, since we are getting ready to launch our Lose the Cape uh, third book in our series, this one all about teens, a nothing but a teen thing, um, we're going to be asking her some questions about surviving uh, especially getting that those first couple in through the tweens and teen area and see if she has any great tips for those of us approaching or already starting to enter that scary um, <laughs> that scary, <laughs> scary area of life. So yes. thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate having you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Did I miss anything important? I think you hit it all. I was like, wow. <laughs> Well, you wrote a good bio. That always helps. I guess so. I don't remember I, doing it, but yay. <laughs> I think I should start giving a course on how to write a good bio for um, for shows and things like this, because there are definitely some that are better than others. <laughs> yes. Yes. It takes practice, right? Like everything. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I mean, the biggest question we just have to ask right away is, how did you get to nine? <laughs> <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> One at a time. One at a time. Yeah, I don't have any twins or anything like that. Um, I've kind of always wanted to have a big family. I'm the oldest of four, which isn't really big, um, but um, you know, I like I'm, I like to be bossy. You know? <laughs> oldest child, and I like to be in charge, and I really enjoy kids. And um, every stage, I don't love the twos and threes, but it's a necessary evil. But um, I really enjoy being a mom. I really enjoy the thought of shaping and influencing and loving another person. And so we just kept going. And um, <laughs> my youngest two are two and three. They're almost Irish twins. They're a year and six days apart. Um, and so we kind of put the brakes on a little bit <laughs> yeah. after them. Um, but, you know, we may have another one or two or three. I don't know. I'm 36. I still have childbearing years. We're having fun. And the kids keep asking me, when are you having another baby? When are you having another baby? I'm like, Hey, back off there. <laughs> now, what's the span? What's the age span there? My oldest is 15. Oh my goodness. And 
the baby is two. So it's. Oh my God. Wow. That's <laughs> a lot yeah. happening in there. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it's a rocking household. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that shocking to me personally, because my, um, my mother is actually the oldest of 11 children and my, um, good solid Irish Catholic family. And my father-in-law is the old, is, I'm not sure if he's the oldest, but there were 13 children in his family. So, you know, it's not that shocking to me in terms of I've grown up around families of right. that size, but these days you just don't hear of it. You don't, you don't. That often. You know, if, if you're built for it, um, meaning if you can handle it mentally, emotionally, mm -hmm. physically, why not? You know, it's, it's fun. It's different. It's, you know, my kids are never going to be alone. <laughs> You know, no. even once my husband and I are gone, yeah. I'm always going to have a lot of people. Um, it's, it's good to have a good, strong family to know yeah. you belong somewhere, you know? Yeah, so. Absolutely. Well, I've, I've always enjoyed growing up with 10 aunts and uncles and I'm one of 44 grandchildren and goodness knows how many great grandchildren my grandma had. She had uh, six children and then all of them went on to have at least six children. So uh -huh. <laughs> There's, it's a I, big family. <laughs> yes, definitely. I only, three, I only have three kids, but I do tell people that it was a lot easier to go from um, two to three than you would think because my oldest was old enough to help me take care of the baby. And that makes all the difference in the world, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, how old was your oldest? He's when, 15. So when, um, how old was your oldest when you had, um, when she was able to help you with the next baby? So I always say, and I, another mom of nine children told me this back when I just had younger kids. She said, um, once your oldest child gets to eight, your life will change as long as you've raised him or her to be helpful and, you know, all that stuff, your life will change because at that age, they're able to carry their own weight and help pull weight. And you know what? It was true. I didn't believe her at the time because I was kind of, I felt like I was drowning, but um, it's true. And now I have five children that are over eight. Okay. And I'm telling you, it's like the landscape is completely different. It's, yeah. I don't feel like a stressed out mom most days. There are some days where it's like, oh my goodness, what have I done? <laughs> And do they all go to school? Are they homeschooled? We homeschool. Okay. <laughs> and for a penny and for a pound, right? <laughs> well, I imagine, you know, the older they get, the more independent they are with their schoolwork and stuff. We stress independent learning. I want my children to learn how to learn. Okay. Because that way they will always be able to figure it out. I, that's the biggest skill that I want to impart to them is to teach them how to learn something. Um, so yeah, they're, they are, they're very independent learners and I'm there. I'm more of a facilitator for the oldest ones. Once I get them reading well and, um, the basics of math down, I set them free and I'm there to grade papers and to direct them to a resource if they need it. But yeah, we, you know, I want them to be strong, independent, effective people when they grow up, not always dependent on, you know, oh, well, I don't know how to do this. So I can't, or I need to go, you know, find someone to teach me. It's like, well, you have the internet, go figure it out. You know? So that's, that's kind of our philosophy in this house is pull your own weight, be effective people, do good things, you know, be helpful. So 
I can only imagine how much of a difference the internet has had when it comes to homeschooling children, because you yeah. do have so many resources available to you and you are kind of able to self-pace them. Uh, and I do not say this in judgment at all. I am completely in awe of, of one, any person who can have more than three children because <laughs> I'm <not really laughs> overwhelmed with my three, but, and to, but to be able to run a business and to homeschool your children, I mean, how, how, like I can't even fathom. I send all three of mine to school for seven hours a day and I feel like I am barely getting it all done. Mm -hmm. So you must be highly organized or have some secrets or a special clone <laughs> that you don't tell anybody about. Or what, how how nice. are you making all of this happen? Well, it's, it is organization. Um, I try and I'm, I'm not rigid in my organization. I, I have a type A personality. And um, when I feel myself getting too rigid, um, I pull back because um, that's one thing to go back to the teenager topic. That's one thing I found that um, really puts a strain on your relationship with your teenagers. If you're too rigid, mm. you're not flexible. So I, I fight against that. We try to have, we have a natural flow to the day and order in which everything happens. But if something comes up and, um, you know, it puts us behind, it's not a big deal. We just keep going. Um, I, I'm one of those kind of people, I don't know, maybe I need to be on medication. <laughs> um, I don't like to be bored. I'm, I'm really uncomfortable with downtime. So yeah. my downtime for me is working on my business. Like if there's a lull and I'm like, Oh, Hey, I can hop on and do 15 minutes really quick. Um, I've trained my brain to be able to go to an ab into an absolutely focused state very quickly. So I don't need to like get into my zone. If I, when I open my laptop, I'm in my zone. Um, so that helps. And to be able to be flexible and fit in little fits and spurts here, I also have bigger pockets of time programmed into my day um, where I can sit down and get an hour or two done at a time, which is helpful. Um, I get up a little bit earlier, not like a crazy early hour because I did that before I would get up at four, um, like five years ago. And it did dastardly things to my health. So I don't do that anymore. I get up at six, which is reasonable. Um, you know, and I work for an hour and a half to two hours and then I work during nap time. Um, and I work some in the evening. So I make it work. I work really fast. I make sure I'm focused. I do not go onto Facebook. I don't flit around. I focus on the task at hand. Yeah. Um, and I do the same thing with my children though. When it's, when it's time for, um, when it's mommy time, it is mommy time. It's not mommy, half mommy time, half work time, half, you know, texting a friend time. It is, um, I, I try to really compartmentalize, um, my life as much as possible so that when I'm mommy, I am all mommy. Like that's what I'm doing when I'm working. My kids know if, if it's not an emergency, we don't need to bother mom right now. And I think that that's healthy to put boundaries around your own time because you're important too. And your children need to understand that you're a person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and they do in my older ones, honestly, um, it's, it's funny. We've built this dynamic into our family and I'm not exactly sure how it happened, but my oldest three are all boys, 15, 13 and 11. And they're very protective of me. They're very protective of like my well being. They're very, if the kids are being too, like if the younger ones are being too like, Oh mommy, like climb all over mommy. My older ones are like, Hey, you need to give mom some space. You know? So it's, it's very nice. Um, they, I guess, um, I taught them boundaries so much when we were younger 
when they were younger that as they've grown, grown older, now they're very protective of my boundaries too. And I think that that's really good. It's important because one day, you know, they're most likely going to be married and they'll be able to institute the same boundaries for their spouse, you know, which is, it's important. It's important to be able to look after someone else in that way. So, you know, that's kind of all just part of it, part of the way it works. Uh, well, I think you've done females in this, uh, females in that age range, a wonderful service because you've raised three little dudes who, who see a mom, not only taking care of the home and taking care of the children, but also balancing a business and also teaching them those kind of boundaries and respect and help. I think, you know, that so many people, uh, I think, I hope our generation is kind of the end of this line, but that difficulty and still trying to define those roles on mom's place in the house, mom's place in society, mom's place as a woman, mom, you know, mom's place as all these things other than mom and homemaker. Right. 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 Because I mean, Nancy and I have had this conversation before too. And it's like, even though, even though we feel like we should be in a, in a place in society where, you know, I'm woman, hear me where I can do all these types of things. We still have a bit of that holdover where, as stay at home moms or work from home moms, like our husbands have certain expectations, mm-hmm. not even expectations. It's just kind of like built into their brain waves that because you are the female, you get all this um, emotional load as we call it. Right. You know, you're the one who right. still has to make sure the groceries are done. The food is prepared, the meal, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I just, I think it's great. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to teach. I have one son and he's the oldest as well. And I'm trying to, teach him those same kinds of things that, you know, moms do work too. And that, you know, there's other, other, other things than just being taking care of the house and taking care of the kids. And right, exactly. And it goes both ways, you know, for men, there's more to a man's life than going to work. You're absolutely right. You know, he's also a husband Mm -hmm. and he's also a father and he's also just his own person. And I think when we can, you know, fully recognize that and embrace each of those roles separately, but also together, we we're a more well-rounded person and you know, it's you truly teaching identity in just one thing. Exactly. It's truly teaching the idea of partnership. Yes. Yes. And, because and that's what being a family is all about. And Absolutely. even for the kids, it's all about, let's all work together for the greater good. We can all get further together than we could apart. So let's do this together. Yeah, that's great. So you said your oldest three are 15, 13, and 11. 11. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you are smack in the middle of teen and tween. And then where's yeah. your first daughter? How old is she? My first daughter is 10. Okay. So right and up And then I have a, an almost nine-year-old daughter too. <laughs> you are in the throes of it. I am. <laughs> Do you see a difference between what it was like when your oldest was approaching tween slash teen ages and your girls? Um, I'm starting to, yes, there's a definite difference, you know, hormonally, um, you know, with the, the testosterone difference is different from the estrogen difference. And, Uh um, you know, I'm just trying to roll with it though, because my daughter, you know, she's the first daughter that I have. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I relate more like a male than I do a female. So, (laughs) you know, I'm having to kind of learn, um, how to, you know, approach things from an emotional level. Um, my biggest thing is I want to teach my girls that they don't have to be ruled by their hormones. Just like my boys, you know, it's harder. I think it's so hard. I remember when I was that age as a girl and just like 
feeling so out of control, you know, and even sometimes now it's like, Oh my gosh, like what's happening? I was going to say I'm 41. And if you figure out the secrets and not being right by your hormones, please let me know. It's so <laughs> hard. It's like, you know, just learning to ride the waves, you know, it's like yeah, instead yeah. of, you know, being, you know, thrown for a loop, learn to coping at least try skills. and steer at coping skills. Yeah. Because hormones are so powerful, man. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I, mean, I like just from having like a nine-year-old girl. I feel like um, she's so different from how I was when I was nine. So I really and she does. She cares about things at nine years old that I shouldn't think that a nine-year-old girl should care about. She's very into fashion. Mm-hmm. Her hair, her clothes, her friend group, and I'm like, wow, this is starting at nine years old. I thought. Right. Until they go to middle school or high school. Yeah, mine, mine is eight, and this has been a thing since like first grade. And I, my mind was blown. I was like, "How do you even know designer names for your right. bow?" Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like the JoJo bow, the JoJo Siwa bow. Oh my gosh, that's been all the rage this year. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, it's 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 funny, and I wonder sometimes. I mean, obviously testosterone and estrogen makes a difference, but I sometimes wonder the difference of birth order as well. Oh yeah. Birth order is huge. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's huge. And I have, so my, uh, my third son, my 11 year old, he, he's the male version of me (laughs) and I was the oldest. He's a natural leader and he's very ornery. (laughs) And, um, I, I always say he's a third born who, who, feels as though he should have been a firstborn. Uh-huh. And so because of that, there's constant tension between my first and my third. They're constantly butting heads. And so, um, you know, I just try to reinforce to both of them, this is life skills right now. If the two of you can learn how to coexist peacefully, learn how to get to, you know, get along and build a mutual respect for each other, you will literally be able to deal with anybody in your life. And you're going to have to deal with people that you don't like or that you don't respect. That's part of life. So practice right now, embrace your opportunity that you have, figure it out because one day you're going to look back and you're going to be like, you know what, because I learned how to get along with my brother, this is so much easier now. (laughs) So. Okay. So moving. So basically have you had, um, I mean, Good grief. I can't even imagine the hormones that are going on in your house right now with five kids between the ages of, what'd you say, 10 and 15? Nine, uh, nine and 15. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> how do you kind of control the emotional constant? Like, I mean, I imagine it's like a, 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 a what are those things? Pressure cooker. Yeah. Pressure like cooker. A constant pressure cooker. An instant pot. <laughs> <laughs> how instant pot of hormones. How do you keep um, it sane? Well, one of the things that I really stress um, with my daughter, it started a little bit earlier. And my daughter, who's 10, has a more mild-mannered personality. I'm expecting it more with the nine-year-old. She hasn't hit it yet, but she's a lot like me too. So once we're going to have to figure that out. But with my boys, once they got around the age of 10 or 11, I started noticing a ramp of hormones. And so I started noticing some disrespect. And I've always known in my heart of hearts that I'm not 
ever going to tolerate, you know, I mean, you sometimes see teenage boys and teenage girls talking to their mothers and it just makes you want to cry. It's like, Oh my gosh. And I've always known that's not going to happen in my house. You will respect me. That's just the way it's going to be. And so as soon as I started noticing that with my first son, um, we had a conversation about it and he didn't believe me. Mm -hmm. So I took everything away. Literally, I took everything, everything that he took pleasure in. And I said, you can have it back when you learn to respect me. Wow. And he didn't believe me again. Oh. <laughs> so it took like three weeks. <laughs> but after that, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, he is one of my biggest advocates now. He adores me. He respects me. He protects me. Um, my second son is a lot more mild mannered. Um, I had to take one thing away from him and he got in line and he doesn't. And occasionally if he gets ramped up about something, um, usually it's, a, it's the 11 year old sibling. <laughs> uh -huh. um, I'll have to tell him you need to calm down. You're starting to sound a little bit disrespectful. And he does like he falls right into line. My 11 year old, he's going through it right now. And he's, um, you know, having to get these taken away and given back. But it's, it's so important for them to learn at the beginning uh -huh. of, you know, their hormonal journey, right? That respect is everything. And so it's like one of those things, like if you've, if you put it off and you're already past that 11 year old mark, start now, start right now and just do it and make it because everything goes so much easier for everybody. If there's a clear person in charge and it's not the teenager. <laughs> Yeah, so. we've, we've had to be setting down some fairly clear boundaries for my 11 year old lately too. And it's just, I, uh, it's, you know, the emotions, the emotions that they're experiencing right now. And it's funny because he's a good kid. He's a sweet kid. And I just remember not too long ago, a few months ago when he was really starting to have, he's starting to battle with his teacher at school mm -hmm. and, um, with only one of them, the other ones have no problems with him. And it's this one. And I think it's because she tries too hard to be their friends mm -hmm. and the boundaries aren't super clear. Yeah. So that we makes have to like make super clear boundaries and say for him, it's riding the bus of all things. He loves to ride the bus home from school. He's mm -hmm. with his friends. It's like, you know, party time on the bus or whatever. I don't know. So now we've had to like devise this whole thing where if he doesn't get checks in certain boxes and it includes not mumbling under his breath to his yes. teacher, being respectful to her or not, not being just, you know, not being disrespectful and things like that. And if he doesn't get 90% checked off, he doesn't get to ride the bus. Yes. And that's so important too, especially for boys to be mm -hmm. super specific, write it down so they can see it because that's how their minds work. You know, yeah. if they, if they have a list, they yeah. can do it. If you're just giving a, a blanket, you need to be more respectful. Exactly. Like, yeah. Well, who can do that? <laughs> well, that's what we found because my husband and I, we're not great at implementing things. We're both three of four children. We're both kind of free spirits. Mm -hmm. We both kind of, he acts like he wants to be regulated on stuff, but he never comes <laughs> down to it. Like we both are kind of like, you know, la la. And it's really that he, our son has been a huge challenge for us because both of us are kind of like, well, if we tell him to be good, he should just be good. You know, right. why is, why are we even but what having does good mean? <laughs> so, you know, it really took the three of us and thank goodness that his teacher has been as dedicated as she has been to not just say, cause she could have written him off. She could have been like, yeah. he's a troublemaker. I'm sending him to the principal every right. day. But she cared enough, you know, to work with us. And, and just like you said, it has to be very clear. So we've got this. And who would have guessed that riding the bus home would be the motivating factor? But it is. It's something that's yeah. important to him. It's something he yeah. loves to do. And um, 
and we, there's only been one day that he hasn't been able to ride the bus in the three weeks that we've been doing this. So it's made a huge, yes. huge impact. We also had to take away the Xbox, which made a big difference too. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just like you said, I, um, they need the boundaries. I think especially boys, he's also ADHD mm-hmm. and those children especially need boundaries yes. and rules and um structure. So yes. my husband, it goes against everything that my husband and I are as people, but we're learning if we're going to help him and get through this, we have yes. to develop that as well. And that's the hard thing about being a parent. Sometimes mm-hmm. who you are naturally as a person isn't the person your, your child actually needs. So you have to, mm-hmm. you have to be the one to step up and be like, okay, I'm going to be a different person because I know that's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> and that's hard. That's like super hard, you know? And I want because we live in a relatively affluent area, but we are not affluent. So <laughs> my kids often, you know, ask, you know, so-and-so does this, so-and-so does that. And I found that one thing that really helps besides setting the boundaries is helping them see why we make the choices that we make. Right. Like, you know, it's a mystery. You know, mm-hmm. things don't just appear out of nowhere. I'm always explaining to them, well, we could do that, but then we won't have the money for that. Right. Or, um, you know, and it's kind of getting them to see that, like, you know, things things happen for a reason. Like, yeah. you have to make them happen. They don't just appear like magic. Yeah. You know? And um, they'll say, um, well, so-and-so can do that in their house. And I say, well, this is my house, and we don't do that in right. our house. You know, yeah, we don't we don't live in a society anymore that allows where you're coming from. Yeah, we don't, we don't live in a society anymore that allows for the because I said so mentality. Right. Because there's too many. I, I, it's a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, they're exposed to so much stuff. They have so much knowledge at their mm-hmm. fingertips with with the internet and the, and the things that they see through TV and through all that kind of stuff. It just, I mean, I agree with Nancy and um. In the fact that it kind of reminds me of when I was in the military, we were going through a transition of even then, like trying to figure out, like, there has to be structure and people have to follow orders. But it was also getting to the point where people's brains, we, we just don't live in that kind of society right. anymore. It's, there's very few people that just do things without question anymore and just follow mm-hmm. it. And I think you're right with the kids, especially, like, you have to, um, you have to, you not across the board. I think children should still understand you're the decision maker, you're the parent. But I think when you provide them that rationale behind it and help them learn from it, it helps them. I don't want them like taking things for granted. I work hard, my husband works hard, we're all in this together, we're a family. We don't just hand out things for nothing. Yeah, right. You either need it, my kids, they know that if they want something, that I won't buy for them, they have to spend their own money on mm-hmm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is just, like, the expectation. So, but I trust them with that responsibility, and I say, it's your money, you can do what you want, just remember, once you spend it on that, you won't have it later. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think there's also, there is a time and place for that, because I said so mentality, but honestly, um, that time is when they're two, three, four, five. Right. Once right. they've crossed over that point, once they've gotten to about seven, eight years old, that's when you really do need to start um, explaining to them, giving them the reasons because they're not going to learn how to make their own 
wise decisions when they're adults if they're never seeing our thought processes as children. So, you know, when they're making that maturity shift, that's when I go away from the, because I said so, because I'm mom into, well, we're doing this because this, and you know, we could do it this way, but if we did it this way, then X would happen. And that wouldn't be the result that we're looking for. So, um, and you know, it's, you know, once they're in that teen area too, I think it's so important to let them start taking some ownership over, um, you know, the path that their life is going to take. And, you know, with, with my kids, you know, I have the freedom with homeschooling, picking our own curriculum. And so, you know, I sit down with my kids and I say, okay, so history was like super hard this year. We chose a really tough curriculum. What do you want to do next year? Do you want to stick with this or do you want to go with something else? Do you want to work on a harder science and go easier on history? Where are your interests? Where, where are you going in life? What do we want to do here? You know, and give them that ability to make their own decisions about stuff. And that's one thing that my oldest two have told me that has made such a big difference. They don't feel like, you know, I'm just bossing them around and like school is just, you know, something that they have to do. Like they're starting to appreciate the process more. My oldest two want to go into the military. And so, you know, we're discussing like, well, okay, what do you want to try and get into an academy? What do you want to do? If you want to do that, you're going to have to go super hard in, you know, math. If that's, you know, to get into this academy, or if you want to go to, um, you know, this school that does the ROTC with, you know, with what you want to do, you're going to have to get your grades up. And so they see that and they're like, okay, yeah, that's what I want to do. And so, you know, kind of starting, starting to get reins over to them. Mm-hmm. It's important. It, it makes them feel like they're not just, you know, being bossed around and, you know, they're starting to want that, um, ownership of their own lives. Yeah. And so as much as I can give that to them, I do. And I, but you know, there are still times when I have to say, you're just going to have to do it this way because this is what the whole family needs. And when I say that they're like, okay, yeah, we can do that. You know, because I'm, it's, it's a give and take once they get to be teenagers. A lot of people I think make the mistake of like trying to bring them back in and control everything. And it's like, no, this is when they need to be making some mistakes and figuring out how to make their own decisions and things. So anyway, it's worked so far. He's only 15 though. So (laughs) it sounds like you're on the right path. Well, we are um, running short on time. And before we end this, I do want to talk about your business. I mean, I I am just in awe that you have nine children in the house with you every day and you're still able to run your business. So what does that look like with you? How do you work with clients? How do you fit it in? Mm -hmm. Those things. Okay. So, um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I time block a lot, you know, I have different blocks of time throughout my day where I can do dedicated work. I always, um, for the most part, try to, um, when I need to get on a call with a client, I do it in the afternoons, um, during nap time when my youngest two are sleeping. Mm -hmm. Um, occasionally I do have to bring in, um, some outside help, you know, hire someone to come over. And the thing is though, it's not for all of them. It's for the youngest ones, you know, like the older ones, like really my eight and overs, I can trust them to do what they need to do. Um, you know, it's the little, it's the little guys, my youngest four are all boys and they are boys. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, and when I, when I'm in a busier season, I will do that. I, I'll bring someone in to watch the youngest ones. And I think the biggest part about making it work for you and your family is realizing, you know, like the name of your podcast, you don't have to be superwoman. You don't have to do it all yourself. If you need help, get help. Right. You know, you're all going to be better 
for it. Nobody is a better mom because she has somehow figured out how to do everything all by herself with no outside help. Like that doesn't make anybody a better mom. It certainly doesn't make anybody a better business person. <laughs> so I think my biggest thing is flexibility. I have to be flexible and I have to be able to really self-assess. You know, I have to say, okay, I'm being totally honest with myself. I have been a grouchy mom this week. So I either need to a lighten my client load or I need to be bringing some help. And sometimes the answer is different. Sometimes the answer is I need to fire a few clients. Sometimes the answer is, you know what? I'm really enjoying working with these clients right now. I'm getting a lot for myself. I'm going to bring someone in to help me in the morning so that I can have a little bit more work time. And just being able to be like super duper honest with yourself and mature, you know, instead of being like, oh no, I really do want to do it all myself. I can make this work. It's like, who are you fooling? You know, you're not fooling anybody. Let's, let's get real here so that everything can be as good as it can be so that my family can be as good as it can be so that I can be as good as I can be so that my business can be as good as it can be and realizing that there's seasons too, right? You know, like right now is not the time for me to try to have a million dollar business, right? I don't need it. I don't want it. My kids are young. I want, you know, my choices that I want to be more present with them. So I'm never going to take it to that level right now. But when, you know, my youngest or, you know, over that age of eight, I can change my mind. <laughs> you know, I can totally change my mind. I can be flexible there. Maybe then I will want to take over the world. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see. I'm open to it. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I mean, Why not? <laughs> you already, you've already created a good portion of it. So you may as well run it, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm totally teasing you. So uh, what is it that you do again so that people know and where can they find you? So I, I do social media management, Facebook ads, chat bots, um, basically any digital marketing support you need for your business. That's what I do. Um, I love to support businesses in that way. Um, I don't, you know, I have a blog for, um, large family management type stuff, but, um, you know, that's more of just a passion project that I do when I have the time. I, I really love, um, I love exploding other people's businesses and being a support person. So, um, you can find me at ambientpromotions.com. You can friend me on Facebook. I'm around. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's where I am. <laughs> yeah, we need help with our chat bot stuff. We're trying to figure all of that stuff out. <laughs> They're fun. They're lots of fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing all of your tips. I mean, I'm just, again, in total awe of you able to manage all of that stuff and get it done. And I, it, it truly goes to show that you know, the world is made up of such different people with such mm -hmm. different strengths. And, and it's just, it's fascinating for me to, to talk to somebody whose life is so different yet the same. I mean, right. Right. <laughs> Cause we are both women, business owner moms, and you know, there is a lot that we have in common in that area. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, we appreciate you having, um, coming, making time. I'm really surprised there's been no naked little boys like running past the screen. Me too. <laughs> I'm so proud of them. <laughs> Cause I assure you if my six year old was home, she would probably be naked and running behind me. So, well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And um, just have a great Bye. day. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> ah. Okay, I'm going to stop the recording. We have.